0: say that Alexander Demas is a guitar player from Pittsburgh would be an understatement of the year. Alexander has mastered his craft of guitar techniques with high energy guitar playing that has won him numerous awards, including the coveted Guitar Shop TV's New Artist of the Year winner. Alexander plays over a hundred times a year and has proven to be the professional player that companies flock to to showcase their guitar products. Before we bring Alexander on, I'm going to want to play for you and, and give you a feel for his guitar playing. It's just extraordinary. And he is very, very well known in, in, in the guitar playing community. He's making quite a name for himself. So this is Under a Darkened Sky by Alexander Demas, and we'll be right back. <laughs> As we bring him in, so that you're real familiar as we go through this interview with with what his talent level is. So thank you, Xander, for coming on.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lori.
0: So to perform at this level, you have to have a passion for playing.
1: I do. No, I, I absolutely do. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to get rich off of it because there's not a whole lot of money to be made in music anymore, unless you're Lady Gaga. <laughs> and wear a bunch of meat outfits and, and, and crazy things, which
0: is unfortunate that you have to go to such extreme, you know, to, 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 to make money and this field, it shouldn't have to be that way. To, to perform, Agreed. though, at that level and have that technique ability, when did you start playing? And, and you know, you must have thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in, involved here.
1: Um, I, I guess, I mean, if you did count them up like that, I guess it would be, you know, equate to that, but, um, I started in 1982. So, I mean, basically, uh, 31 years ago, um, and I was, uh, pretty much, you know, entranced by MTV, like a lot of people my age and in my age group were, you know, um, you know, very much into, uh, into that stuff. And, um, I mean, that's just like the visual aspect of uh rock and metal that I was watching on TV was really what kind of launched it. Um, sort of, you know, more, I, I should say more or less, um, you know, I was a music fan before, but I think that's what, what made me want to be a musician was, was MTV. <laughs> well,
0: it, it must've been something because the guitar is not an easy instrument to play. I mean, I hack around at the guitar. I'm, I'm no, I mean, not, I mean, you can't even say that I'm a guitar player when you, put me up against you but to perform at that ah, level though there has to be some type of love you know that, that it kicks in that, that that you know where you want to sit down all the time and play it and push through the, you know the, the finger techniques and the pain and, and all of that that comes with it you make it look easy
1: oh well thanks um i mean that that was kind of a goal too though i mean i was i was trying, i was actually kind of going for that i guess you could say um I was trying to get to a point where I felt where I wasn't fighting the um, fighting the instrument as much. I, I, know, I know some people they, they really really like that, they love being able to um to you know to kind of fight and squeeze notes out of it and stuff like that. But for me, I mean, I, I try to look at it as maybe a little bit more linear, and just say, look, I want this I want this note and this note to come out, and I don't want I don't want to get a whole lot of attitude from it.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, um, you also write instrumentals, which is you you write lyrical music as well, but you also write instrumental music, and you had an instrumental album that that came out. Who were you trying to appeal to with with your instrumental album?
1: Uh, That's a great question, Um, and uh, hopefully I have a snappy answer for it, but it's basically (laughs) I was trying to still appeal to music fans. I think that there are certain, you know, certain guitar artists and, you know, guitar players that can that can uh, appeal to uh, a broad range of music fans as opposed to just, like, musicians or just, you know, the guitar, guitar playing community in general. I mean, granted, there's a lot of guitar players out there, um, there, but I, I've, I've, you know, throughout my life, I've met so many people um, at shows, and these are the shows that I've done, you know, I mean, like where I've played in, you know, my own band or cover bands or something like that, and I meet people that... Uh, they, they talk about their their love of certain types of music, like you know Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and Eric Johnson, like those three guys right there, primarily instrumental guys when they go out uh, and play live, you know. And yet, they, you know, there's there's people that can't play a, you know a single chord on a guitar, and they flock to those concerts just because they enjoy it so much. So I mean, yeah, I'm trying to appeal to that that you know that demographic, but the other part of that uh, that I'm really trying to appeal to is just the you know like the music fan in general. That's why. I infused a couple of um vocal tracks on guitarcadia when I released it and um and there's also like a couple of cover tunes because every once in a while a cover tune will you know um will, will kind of uh you know get some attention but most of all like i didn't want i don't want to sound like I was doing finger exercise you know what i mean when I, no. I I wanted to have that, that attitude where if you lift out you know if you lift out my guitar lines you could put lyrics in there and you still have like a kind of a cool, catchy rock and roll song. That was sort of like the goal, and I was hoping to achieve that uh, with the
0: Right. Well, you did a really great job because it's received a lot of praise. And and for anyone who, you don't have to play the guitar to love the sound of the guitar, and there's a lot of guitar players out there who are probably at levels like myself who can really appreciate the mastery mastery that comes in with, with what you're doing on there, and, and just to listen to you go from song to song to song is, is just absolutely incredible, and and actually, to be honest, very inspiring. It makes you almost feel like you could do it because you, you do it so effortlessly.
1: Oh, thanks. That's probably one of the best compliments I've had in a long time. I appreciate that. Very much.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, it really is, and um, it's... It, it is absolutely inspiring, and 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 you've done some things where, where you've had um, a a DVD, and uh, where you've tried to help people through this this learning process along the way.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm sorry, you know what I, you cut out there just for a second. I'm sorry about that.
0: Oh, um, no problem. Did not you have a DVD that you kind of put out as well to kind of help people with some of the guitar techniques?
1: Ah, I'm still working on that. Um, yeah, oh, that, that's uh, that's actually a work in progress. Um, great. You know, I, I've, I've recorded a bunch of footage, but I haven't done the editing and haven't done anything to release it officially yet.
0: Well, um, I wanted to tell people they can also find you on YouTube because you have released YouTube videos of yourself playing that are really mesmerizing just to watch you, like I said, just effortlessly just glide through there. And and if you have a guitar on any level at all, you know how difficult it is, but it's absolutely mesmerizing to watch you play on those YouTubes. And I definitely encourage people to go to your YouTube channel and, and, and watch you be able to visually do this because it's absolutely astounding.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you again. That, that's that is very nice of you to say that.
0: Well, um, part of your proceeds of your album release were going to the ASPCA, which I thought was very interesting. Um, can you tell me how, how you kind of got involved with with the ASPCA?
1: Sure. Um, well, first of all, I mean, you know, part of it has to do with Sarah McLaughlin and those, you know, awful video or awful commercials that she did. And I sat through one of them and I could, like, I couldn't believe my eyes and that kind of thing. And I was like, "Whoa, come on, you know, and I'm a big animal advocate, you know, and, you know, not Mm -hmm. like a PETA member or anything like that, but I mean, we're domestic animals and all that kind of stuff are concerned. I'm very, uh, very protective. You know, I have three, uh, three cats, two dogs. Um, you know, and I'm extremely, uh, you know, just I guess on their side, so to speak. And uh, I don't like to see any kind of, um, you know, cruelty in that in that sense. It just, you know, makes me sick. So, uh, you know, the thing right. is, You know, I mean, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I mean, I have a I have a career. You know, I mean, if if music would fail me, that's okay. You know, I mean, I'd love to be able to make a living doing music, but you know, I have my career to fall back on. And the bottom line is, um, you know. I don't mind giving back a little to a, to a, uh, an organization like the PCA because I think they do a great thing. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not even just them. I think commercially, um, that, that's probably like the bigger one, but I've also helped out some local animal shelters, like the knock-kill shelters and stuff. Um, and you know, I mean, I just, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, I don't live off my, you know, what I make off my CD. So I don't mind giving something back and it's not, even if I was making a living off of it, I'd still get something back. I just it, but it was very it was very easy easy for me to select that you know what i mean
0: right,
1: right
0: something else that you're passionate about
1: um well you've been in the music
0: and around the music business a long long time you've seen all the changes that are coming through in music, and it's you know it's changed from uh where it was ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, you know, you started out on MTV just like I did to be able to see where we're at today. It, it, MTV doesn't even do music anymore, um, let alone you know put on those videos. But I, I, it, it's kind of evolved, and it's, it's. I think it's still evolving music right now. One of the things that really plays heavily into, to the music business right now is, is social media. How important is social media to you and, and what you do?
1: It's, it's incredibly important. Um, it's, I mean, social media is, I think, the cornerstone of of every artist, you know, m- uh, marketing themselves out there, um, whether it's a solo artist or a band or, I mean, anything like that. I mean, those social, social media, especially like the big three, is, is your major connection because it's, you know, we, live, we now live in the immediate satisfaction generation. So, you know, the, everything is on demand. So, if, you know, if you send out a tweet or you make a Facebook post or you, you throw up a YouTube video, I mean, everybody knows about it who wants to know about it within seconds. You know, so it really is truly a different, um, you know, it, 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 it is a different generation now. I mean, I remember, um, you know, subscribing to play, stuff like, you know, Guitar Player Magazine or Guitar World or something like that, you know, in the 80s and even in the early 90s, I mean long before the internet, you know, and you're um you know, as I jump in, uh, you know, jump into a magazine and all of a sudden, you know, my friends and I, you know, we're, we're discussing it, we're like, "Oh my god, did you see this? Did you see that and blah blah blah? Did you hear this band is doing this and I can't wait for this album and all that." Now it's like, you know, it, everything is on demand. I mean, literally on demand. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool time. But you do have to mm-hmm. leverage it, you know, smartly. You know, you have to leverage social media in an intelligent fashion.
0: Definitely, yeah. Because, like you said, everything is very instant, and well, you know, we've seen um, uh, that kind of play out in a bad way too. When, when people things out there, and then instantly everybody knows about. It. So it could be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. But but I, I'm really glad to see musicians embrace. Kind of the music side of the business um, for a long time. I think they were real kind of resistant to the business end of the music industry. But those who who can catch on to that and and understand it's not just the craft but the business as well, they seem to go further faster um, in embracing being a business person along with an artist.
1: Right, right. How, how much
0: do you practice or?
1: Do you still have to practice every day? Oh no, I still practice. I mean, you you have to stay sharp. I mean, you basically have to. Um, uh, I, I think that every musician has to has to somewhat you know keep their skills uh, alive. And um, I mean, and you have to start. You have to explore uh, new territory. I mean, you know. I mean, so I practice. Um, I, you know, it's not like I practice like nine hours a day. I mean, when I when I hear about people doing that. Um, like I, I hear students, sometimes my students would, you know, talk about that or I would meet people at gigs and all that kind of stuff for, you know, or, and, you know, there's they're very bound and determined to really, really work on the instrument. Um, I, I just mentally, I can't do that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if it's ADD or something like that, but it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, also the fact that I'm probably, you know, pretty, you know, quite busy as well. Um, however, um, to actually, you know, like to practice and do something, I think, at this point, it, it becomes maintenance, and if there is something I want to learn, I, I mean, I work on it because I've, I've kind of trained my brain in how, on how to play something, you know? But, um, you know, I might pick up the guitar for, like, an hour or two, you know, a day, um, sometimes, like, a few days without touching it. Um, I've met a lot of working musicians, a lot of guitar players that, guys like Rusty Coley, I mean, you know, super shredder, he basically. Um, I every time, every time I've run into him at the NAMM show out in, you know, L.A., it's always been like, I, you know, I said, "Hey, how's things going?" He's like, "Oh, dude, I haven't picked up a guitar in ten days, or something." And I got to play tonight, and I, know, I mean, I know that feeling because you just, you know, life gets in the way. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, but, but anyway, I mean, the, the, I guess the short answer really is, um, you know, I'm lucky if I can if I can get like an hour, you know, uh, or two, um, you know, in a day, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's hard, because like you said, life gets in the way, but but it is important. I have to remind myself all the time, too. It's important to practice it. If you want to be like Xander, yeah. you don't have to pick up that guitar. It just doesn't come, you know, I mean, it's just not divine intervention on that. When, um, on, on this great album, Guitar Katia, uh, you worked with CJ Snare of Firehouse. How did that come
1: to be? I... um. I was already friends with him on Facebook. Like, I I guess, you know, somehow one of us, I, I sent him a friend request, I mean, a few years back or whatever it was. And, you know, sometimes you have to wonder if it's the real person, which is kind of funny. Um, but anyway, um, you know, uh, back in February, it was like 2011, he put up a post and he said, hey, I'm offering, you know, um, I've been doing mixing and mastering and sound engineering for albums lately. I wanted to see if anybody was interested in, uh, you know, if, if they are. Um, hit me up on you know send me a message through Facebook and I looked at it it was like the post was maybe like eleven seconds old and I said you know what that's actually a really good idea because I think I really like you know I love the sound kind of Firehouse Records and I even though he probably wasn't the engineer I'm sure I'm sure he still had something to do with um, you know like how it sounded and um, mm-hmm. I I messaged him I you know I told him my, I gave him a quick little one paragraph backstory and uh, he emailed me back. And um, he said, here's my number, call me. And I I called him. We spoke on the phone for like an hour. And, um, you know, we, we immediately started a business uh, a business relationship. Uh, coincidentally, he's actually down in um, Florida where I am right now. He's visiting his family too. Um, so we're only okay. like a couple miles away from each other as of right now. It's kind of funny. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a small world. Wow. Well. Well, you've opened for and worked with some of the greatest acts out there. Um, do you have any special or fond memories of, of working with, with some of these, you know, legends in the in the business?
1: Um, I think, you know, probably the coolest thing was just knowing that, you know, you're sharing the stage with such, you know, iconic players. Um, it was really one of, you know, great experience was actually opening for Buckethead because we kind of had a captive audience there because Buckethead's uh, show was sold out, and we sold out of all of our tickets that we had to support him, you know. And um, it was it was kind of funny because uh, I brought 50 CDs with me to sell that night, and I, I got rid of all of them. It was, a, it was just like a huge night selling. And um, everybody was very receptive, but what cracked me up the most was that this, the show was, you know, was in Pittsburgh, so my, myself and my band um, backing me up there, we were all... Um, you know, we're all from there, and all these people are saying, oh, my God, you guys sound a killer, man. Where are you guys from? We all look at each other and we're like, here. <laughs> 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 like, No way. I've never heard of you. We're all, we all just kind of roll our eyes and say, yeah, I know. I mean, you, you, like we get out there, we advertise, you use social media. I mean, you know, but still, you know, you're not going to reach people, you know, until you get to the this, this one level where, like, a, a guitar magazine will, you know, really you know, put your put your identity out there and stuff like that. So, But that, that was that was kind of a cool memory because the, uh, the response was terrific. You know, we really had a good night.
0: Oh, that's classic. That's just classic. You know, where are you guys from? Well, we're from here. That just goes to show you how hard yeah. you really have to work to get your name out there, with even in, in, in your own community a lot of times.
1: That's exactly it. Yep.
0: Well, I yep, wanted to exactly tell people right. they could go to your website, which is exander.com d e m o s dot com. And that really connects them to everything, right? Your Facebook, your Twitter, um, how to get a hold of your music, um, download your music. It, it, it's all kind of driven out of your website?
1: That is correct, yes.
0: Okay, I'm going to give that one more time. We also have it posted, and, and we'll keep that posted on our website as well. But it's A-X-A-N-D-E-R. Did I say x X A N D E R scom And it's pronounced Xander.
1: I think you said Xander. <laughs> it's just two uh, syllables. Oh, it's Xander?
0: You know, yeah, just Xander. I, I was thinking yeah. that it was La-Zalic just Xander, but then I La-Zalic. thought, no, nah, you probably put that X in <laughs> to make a statement.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> just like, a, I don't know, just like ZZ Top or something. He you gave know, X marks a spot. It would be good anyway.
1: Right. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. I mean, that's why I, I told people. I mean, you know, because some people have uh, said that before. They, you know, they, they weren't sure because they've never, they never seen like the name. It's. I mean, it really, my full name is Alexander. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just, I, you know, I, I just go by Xander instead because it definitely gets more cuddle. Mhm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well, what's coming up for you, Xander?
1: Um. Well, we just. Uh, as of right now, we are back in the studio, and we are going to be hitting things really hard. Um, we're building on the momentum that we've had over the past month. Um, we played Skullfest, Fest, Wolf Fest. Those are all in the Midwest. Um, Nebraska and Colorado to be exact. And we just played Rock, rock, rock Harvest for the, the benefit of the Fallen Blue um, this past uh, this past weekend in Baltimore. Um, and then I'm doing a benefit show for a little girl out in, um, uh, out in Ohio this Saturday night. And then after that, I mean, we are pretty much it's just simply studio until we um, until we uh, go to the NAMM show, and I think we're going to try and release an EP um, during that point, and then we're going to finish up the uh, the next album um, because the band is different now. It's a vocal band, not an instrumental band. The new album I think is only going to have maybe one, maybe two instrumentals at the most at this point, but it's going to be mostly vocals, and we've gone into a more progressive rock, progressive metal um, type of uh, type of sound, you know. And um so that's where we are right now.
0: Mm-hmm. well, um is, is it more fun to be in a in a band setting and have bandmates and just kind of be than you know just playing the guitar on your own?
1: uh yeah, you know it, it is it's, it's very fun. Um, I, I do I love that you know like that aspect. Um, but at the same time, I think with with my type of music. Um, I do have the, like, for example, this Saturday, coming up Saturday when I go to Ohio, um, I am only taking, like, my backing tracks with me um, because, uh, unfortunately, the guys, you know, the guys couldn't make the trip. It was, like, sort of a last-minute thing that we, that they asked me to jump in on, and I didn't mind that, so I can actually go and, you know, perform by myself because right now I'm being, like, associated with instrumental guitar, you know? I'm not just, Mm -hmm. like, a guitar player, like, in a vocal band or something like that, but Mm-hmm. My band has, has evolved from being like an, like an, uh, an instrumental type of band into uh, a vocal band. But the cool thing is, is that, you know, musically I can still get out there and, and perform by myself if I need to and all that kind of stuff. And um, So, I mean, right now I've kind of got the best of both worlds, so I feel, I'm feeling very lucky and very blessed about that right now.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely say so because, like you said, you know, you, you have opportunities in, in, in both arenas. Well, we're going to play out right. to white knuckle driving, and I wanted you to kind of set this up for everybody because I mean this is just absolutely a fantastic, fantastic instrumental, and 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 you do this on on YouTube as well. So if if people after the hearing yeah. want, they want to go to YouTube, they can actually watch you perform and it. It's absolutely magnificent. I mean, it's fantastic. Oh, thank you. No. You wrote this, um, right?
1: You know, Knuckle, yeah, well, yeah, I, I did. White Knuckle Driving actually started life as a progressive metal song uh, that had lyrics and all that kind of stuff. So basically what I did with it was I, uh, I started hacking it apart, and I said, you know what? This song actually might be cool if it was an instrumental tune because the progressive metal version of it, I mean, there was like so many parts to it. I mean, it was like a dream theater song. So it, was, so, um, uh, it, just, it actually had a much more driving feel to it when it was, well, you know, with it being... Um, an instrumental, and, you know, it took it down to, like, four and a half minutes or so, as opposed to, like, the 11 minutes that it was when it was a progressive metal vocal tune, and I just thought it was so cool. Uh, after it came together, I thought, man, I should have done this years ago, and so the riffs that you're hearing are actually quite old. They're actually about maybe 15 years old, uh, but the arrangement is brand new, so that's basically the little trivia behind White Knuckle Driving.
0: All right, well, people are going to love this, and be sure to go to XanderDemas.com. It's X-A-N-D-E-R-D-E-M-O-S, and, of course, we'll have it up on our website, .com, and you can follow through. You can find him on social media. You can find him on YouTube, and, I mean, if you love the way the guitar sounds, this is a beast for the ears. So this is White Knuckle Driving by Xander Demas.